Welcome everybody, Flight Test After Hours, another podcast coming at you here. Uh, we're excited, haven't been in the studio for uh, about a week or so, so we're getting back to you. Lots to talk about today, all kinds of new products. Joining me today, Andre Russo. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good? I'm alive. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. You know, uh, uh, That was a wicked week, wicked cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fall is setting in here in the uh, northeast, I guess you could say, here in Ohio, and even uh, much more so for you up there in Ottawa. Um, I've seen some a little bit of your footage, Lots and of- uh, your trees, man, they're really changing quick. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got about another week or so. Actually, no, it should stay on because we're just getting into the overnight frost, so mm-hmm. we'll still have some nice vibrant colors for, for at least another week or two, I think, so yeah. so I should have some opportunity to catch some nice canopy shots. Yeah, there's one thing, you know, if people from the south, they don't come up, you know, north much. Uh, the weather's really starting to change. We're getting into fall. Now, I, I hate what comes after fall. I'll be completely honest. I hate winter. I hate the snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's something about fall I absolutely love because you get up in the morning, you have those cool, crisp mornings. Uh, you either got a little bit of frost on the ground, which we've had a couple of frosts already here this last week, or you guys got that heavy dew. Usually have those clear night skies. So when you get up in the morning, everything's just crisp uh, and a little bit, you know, it has that chill in the air and you get out there in the morning for flying and whatever you're doing, either flying or taking some video, it's just magical in the morning. You just can't beat the, the, you know, the fall mornings, in my opinion. I just love it. Um, <laughs> minus the cold. Minus, minus the, the cold. cold. I can do without that for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We that's... actually yesterday we were out flying yesterday. We we delayed I delayed getting out by like an hour or so just because I'm like, okay, I know it's coming. I'm gonna ease into this transition. But by the end of the afternoon I was pulling off the sweater and everything because it was just, you know, it it hit eighteen degrees Celsius in the afternoon. So you're like, Okay, we're in that we wake up, it's freezing in the morning, it's hot in the afternoon, and you're like, What jacket do I bring? <laughs> Yeah, same here. You know, I it was 32 yesterday morning. I got up super early, actually before the sun was coming up. Uh, grabbed the Phantom, took off. You know, was just out having some fun, shooting some videos and stuff. And like you said, by you know nine ten o'clock, you're starting to peel off the hat and the gloves, and you know, and the sun's you know just coming up over the top, and think you know the steam's rolling off of it. It's just it's so beautiful though in the fall and in the early mornings. So, but hey, let's let's jump into something. We have some really big news, I guess you could say. Um, it, it you've been teasing it a little bit. I know you have some stuff out there. Yeah. I think a few people have actually kind of guessed on what you've been doing. But let's just announce it. Let's tell everybody what you have and what you've been doing here. Well. Uh, probably thanks to your coaching or, or, or co- is coaching the right word? <laughs> um, earlier, uh, well, I guess late September, I 
pulled the trigger and I purchased a DJI Phantom 4. So on the other podcast, when we were talking about shots and acquisitions, I had a whole lot of, uh, you know, I had some early experience. So I've since been flying whenever I can. And um, initially, I was looking for a Phantom 3 Advanced, a really good bundle on a Phantom 3 Advanced, and I couldn't find anything that satisfied me. And the problem with the Phantom 3 Pro was the price gap between that and the 4 um, was really narrow. Uh, and, uh, like, I mean, you and I, uh, I talked to Eric Monroe, I talked to a bunch of other people and it was, you know, I talked to both Alex and, 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 uh, Austin from flight test. And we, it was, it was, uh, who, I don't, I don't remember who said it, but it was like, you know, paralysis through analysis. I just was so unsure of what to pick up. And in the end, um, what really set the deal was and we we struck up a nice little conversation about stuff some stuff and he he managed to make a really good deal for me and then from there it was done and uh so my my wife chipped in it was a big birthday gift so my wife chipped in my parents picked up some you know, got, got me some memory cards you know and and it just snowballed from there so i'm now looking at a really nice piece of kit i came home flying yesterday chris and i was so happy that um I really talked to a bunch of my friends and said, this is something that's going to change how I fly too. Um, you know, like you've heard me talk about being stuck at the field yeah. and to be able to go now anywhere and trust it. So, uh, about a half a kilometer out. So still within line of sight range and everything where I fly is this old farmhouse. And for like the better part of the year, I've been trying to figure out how to get there with a piece of kit that has all the bells and whistles. So if something goes wrong, it comes back, right? Yeah. Well, the Phantom does that. And, and the Phantom does that and goes, yeah, okay, what, what what's next? Like, this was easy. Come on, throw something at me, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, so I've been slowly flying. And like my dad, I've been pushing my dad. So he's out flying and I'm trying to chase him around with the Phantom, and, and, you know, and, and, and learn to get the shots. It's... Um, it's a difficult thing to do. Hats off to the guys and you guys who who managed to chase planes with these things because yeah. I'm there with my tablet and like, where did that plane go? Yes. Yeah, it's it's tough. Well, I want to so, talk to you a little more about that here later because, you know, we've had numerous yeah. conversations. So the funny thing was you've actually been talking about this probably for a year, I would say, of getting some kind of yes. aerial well, camera platform. And we all know the story behind the APM quad and, and what happened everything. And, oh, and it was just kind of funny uh, yes. at first. Like you, yeah. were, you were kind of bound and determined, like, ah, I'm not spending that kind of money on something like that. I'm going to make my own. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, yeah. we know what what happened to everything. Now, looking back, now that you have the Phantom 4 and looking back at the APM quad, it's well worth the money to spend and get the Phantom 4 when everything works great. No no testing, tuning. Just, it's- yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, you're not fiddling around with like copious amounts of menus. You're not trying to cobble together a platform. It is a solid piece of kit. It's expensive. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, I bought an extra battery and, and and basically cried, you know. But it was like, look, I I have a capacity. I have an intelligent battery. Um, you know, the kit is there. And you know, I've flown your three and was always impressed with the uh, you know the range and everything. And I would have been completely happy with a uh, a Phantom three. But like I said, if I could found it, if I could have found it in advanced, 
I would have been all over that. So, mm-hmm. so some slight differences between the three and the four. Uh, obviously, the bigger, the, the slightly bigger capacity on the batteries, mm-hmm. and, you know, and some little other little additions. And, um, you know, I, I according to my files or uh, the uh, the logs, anyhow, it, it the thing can boogie along. I I was giggling. Fly, uh, there's the in the app. You can see, it's got your missions, so you can see where you're flying around. You can you can see the days when I'm just flying around, you know, bombing over top of the trees and stuff like that, just having some fun there. And then you can see when I'm trying to chase an airplane, because <laughs> it's just this big spiral. You're just going around in circles trying to pick things up and everything. It's it's just funny to watch those things. So right. Um, so the whole package, like you said, the, you know, you're buying a package that just works, and I've been mm-hmm. really impressed with that. Um, you know, I'm slowly pushing, uh, pushing the capacities and just, just to have that trust factor is, is nice. But even yesterday when it, you know, the first couple of flights I went down to, you know, 45% on the battery. So, okay, that's enough. Bring it back. Yesterday I did a one flight and it was about 20 minutes and then the warning, a 30% warning comes on and you kind of jump, you know, yes. you know, and yeah. say, bring it back. And, but to know that there's a piece of technology behind it that's going to say, okay, the battery's too low. I'm coming home on my own. Forget you, pilot, you know, and, and then fly back. So, And then the view, the video. I still wish they would have audio on the darn files, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, that, that kills me as a video editor, but I've just been enjoying the creative process yeah. too. So you got some time on it now. I'm really curious. Anybody that has something new, especially like a piece of technology like the fan, I'm always curious pick their brain a little bit what are some of the things you really like about it and and maybe something since now that you have your own you're flying you're like wow i didn't realize it would do this or it's good at doing this and what are a couple, maybe a few things that you don't like about it or i wouldn't say problems but just things that you're like well i thought maybe this would be a little different and i don't really care for this which i don't think there's going to be too many i haven't you know everybody that's uh flown a phantom like three or four they've it's Generally, they have good things to say about, but tell me what you think. Um, what was really neat out, out of the box, um, obviously, you need a decent tablet behind it. You want something decent, so I still have to get a hood. Uh, really, the thing that uh, taking away from the whole Mavic thing right now, the, the most cumbersome thing about this this copter is putting the uh, the tray on afterwards to secure the gimbal when you're transporting. Oh, it's yeah. so annoying. It's you, you're trying to you know you're trying to get this thing on and the camera gimbal's all mm-hmm. floppy and then you're trying to lock it to the undercarriage and everything. And really, that's the only thing I love on the four the props you put down on the secure and you. Uh, now I've learned to twist back and I've actually had one spin off on me on takeoff. I'm like ah. Oh really? <laughs> so I've. Uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't check the lock, right? I just oh, you know I was man. rushing through, so yeah. it's one of those. Um, it's very much one of those. Do your steps, do your process, and and I, I even go as far as uh, you know after changing a battery, I'll redo the calibration because it's so simple. And so why wouldn't you, right? Mm-hmm. And you know I learned right away. Oh, I don't even have to look at my display. The lights blink a certain pattern when they're done. They're just when you're done your calibrations, right? So yeah. I'm like cool. So I don't need to look at my display. Um, uh, it is big, based on you know, based on everything we've seen. I don't have an issue with that, and I know a couple of people have said, well, you know, especially when we got last week when we were talking about you know how tiny and, and, and interesting the Mavic is. I deal in an environment where we get a lot of wind. 
uh, we've always got wind every day. And um, one of my flight test friends, Andy Chase, was up a few weeks ago. Uh, so we were flying into the evening because we, we he got in late and everything. And so we stuck the Phantom up in the air and I threw the sticks in his hands. And he's he's flying along and he stops and he goes, hey, is, the, is your display locked up? And I looked at it and said, no, you can see a car way in the background moving <laughs> along, right? You know, like a kilometer away. Um, but it's so level in the wind and, and, you know, it's got a fair enough mass and, you know, it is, you know, even though it's a little tiny, well, it's more sleek than the three, I guess, but it's still a big piece of kit. I mean, those props are big and everything, mm-hmm. but it handles the wind and then you got the gimbal doing all its stuff as well. So, um, I, I don't really have an issue. I picked up a bag for like $90 off uh, online that holds all my batteries and everything goes in there and the tablet, um, did the P the P three didn't come with the kit like it does for the P four right like that box initially, uh, or does it? No, uh, it did come with kind of like its own kind of like little carry box you could put it in, but not nearly as nice as what the four four had. You know, yeah, standard. And, and yeah, that that did me for a good couple of weeks until mm-hmm. the uh, uh, until the the second bag showed up. And what I didn't like about the first one was, was there was nowhere nice to put my tablet, you know, and I know you're, you're sitting there, but you know, a tablet is still a few, a decent tablet is still a few bits of dollars. Right. And I'm right. like, ah, it's loose. I'm like, I don't have a spot. So I was like, no, I'm going to buy a ba- proper backpack right away. Mm-hmm. And of course now, you know, you get little tiny Mavic, but I don't own a phone that would even work on that one. So I still would have had to purchase some kind of tablet so at least now my existing technology works um what i it's just a nice working piece of kit and you know i i wouldn't have been able to afford this but some things played out nicely so it Mm -hmm. is still a big purchase it is still a hefty purchase but um you know i figured if i'm going to be using this thing to shoot videos and everything and and as me as a you know i'm a videographer Here's another skill set I'm going to learn myself into, and and just you know, so I mean, the first the first flight I was out, I was doing some, you know manual rotational circuits just around this farmhouse, you know, just orbiting around it. Just you know, I know I can click and push the you know point of interest button, and the thing will do it itself. But my thing was, and I, we talked about this when I first flew your uh, your pro, um, is that rudder input. That mm-hmm. is that is seems to be no matter what you do, it's that rudder input that that can make or break a shot. You know, right, right. And so I was doing little. I've got that little patch of woods that that that's some of the video that I put out, and I, and I will release some video later on the, this weekend uh, of that. And it's just going over. It was funny because Fred Fred messaged me today on Facebook and said lower lower and I'm like, you go lower <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no I haven't tested the collision avoidance software well then you're I not low actually, enough yeah I haven't actually sure. tried yeah well this is it yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have to see it it has beeped at me, at me before but I haven't flown it low enough to try that um, yesterday I was trying to do the track me thing where mm-hmm. it follows m- myself along I can't do follow me because my tablet I guess you need a you need a cell phone with a GPS enabled I think oh uh, yeah um, so I, I'm like honestly, I'm just starting to you know scratch into you know these modes. I, you know, I've I've flown in sport mode a few times just to get used to chasing things, not even worrying about the props or anything in the mm-hmm. shot or anything like that. So, you know, and I'm slowly just you know I'm 
And as I go through it and as I learn, I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking things, you know, like the expo control and stuff like that on, on the, especially on the rudder. Yes. Cause that one, that's, that is the input in sport mode that'll ruin the shot because it'll shake it and the gimbal will go to end and all. Actually, it's kind of freaky the first time that happened to me. Um, <laughs> cause I turned too aggressively and uh-huh. the gimbal shook and then recentered uh, it and it yeah. looks like your copter's falling out of the sky. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Ah! And, uh, yeah, and it's, um, very similar experience to when I was flying yours. It's easier when it's not in earshot, mm-hmm. um, because you hear it doing stuff, you hear the copter working to keep the shot stabilized, right? And you're like, oh, that, that, that doesn't sound right. And it's just a motor spooling up or spooling down accordingly. Right. And you just, it's just easier when it's away from me. So, yeah. um, are, are you- I have had some interesting experiences though. Sorry, go ahead. Are you over the shakes? Like, I know my first five, six, seven, eight flights, man, it was just no, like no, nerves I, and sweating oh, and shaking. Oh, and- <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I'm still there. I'm still um, – I'm, I'm much happier – um, when I'm flying alone or if there's only one or two, uh, you know, if I'm new, if I'm at the flying field trying to, you know, chase a plane, if I don't have to worry about all the other air traffic, I'm much happier. If there's other planes, you're just terrified. Someone's going to fly into, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, going out that, that day I walked out and flew out to the farmhouse. It was just, you know, the whole, the whole time I'm just like, Oh my gosh, if something goes wrong, you know? You're just and and then like yesterday when the when the thirty percent alarm went off, I jumped. I literally jumped, you know. And I'm like, yeah, and oh, I, I gotta relax. <laughs> I warned you about that one. Even even now, that one will yeah. get me. I'll be yeah, way out, was... and you you know you're focused on the shot. It happened to me actually yesterday. I, I'll talk a little bit later here what I was doing, but I was out quite a ways uh, shooting some treetops, and dang it, that stupid alarm went off, and I, it just gets you. You're like, ah, I gotta get back. I gotta get back. You know. Yeah. Well, you know it's it, you, you know it will bring itself back too if it yeah. has to, right? But right. it's like, yeah, because you're not expecting it. I was kind no. of, I, and I was jumping between, I was jumping between modes, and I was being fairly aggressive on the throttle. So I was like, oh, I got, I'm flying, I'm flying, bing, thirty percent. You're whoa, yeah. And <laughs> luckily, I was home. And the funny thing is, is you can change those settings and put them wherever you want. And I was gonna change them, and I thought, you know what, Chris, is as much as you now. Nah. Goof things no. up, leave it alone, leave it at thirty. It's yeah. a good, safe margin. You know, you know you're going to yeah. get back. But you know, I've said before too, if if I'm shooting close or whatever, and I've had the alarm go off and I just kept flying, it's within sight or whatever, and it's it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, Chris, I'm done. I'm coming home on my own now. You know, so it it does work. Yeah. I can attest yeah. to it. I haven't pushed it that far. Um, I do like those batteries. That's um. Uh, you know, you're, you're paying a pretty hefty price for the onboard technology. Um, but it's kind of neat cause you go in and you, you look at the logs and it tells you, Oh, I have this battery sat and it's discharged, you know? So, or this, there was an event on this battery. Oh, this cell dropped a little too low. And it's really neat to be able to go in there and see all the, all the information. So when you stick the battery into the, the phantom, it knows it's, Oh, this is barcode or mm-hmm. this is battery number, da, 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 da. Yep. And it keeps its log and just it just records all that information. So that's pretty cool. And I and I really like the pilot app. So I mean, last night we were out to at the in-laws, and after dinner I was just kind of fiddling with my tablet, and it you know it records uh, you know a downgraded version of the video right to the tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just flicking through and looking through my shots. I mean, I wish I had my laptop with me because I would have been editing a lot of the content last night. Um, so, so 
what I'm going to use it for, I well, right now I'm just having fun doing all the artistic shots and getting used to it. Um, I will eventually start trying to. Well, I have been trying to chase airplanes with it. Obviously, uh, who doesn't? You're right. Um, the little arrow. Nope, doesn't happen. The arrow yeah. doesn't happen. Uh, I've chased the I've chased the arrow, and that was that was just painful because it's so tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've chased the fun cub. My dad was flying as a fun cub. We've done that, but it was too fast. So yesterday, I was having moderate success um, tracking his um, Bixler two, so he would just glide around. But it was really interesting, and um, I'm gonna try and tune a little bit more. It could have been our proximity to ourselves too. Mm-hmm. I was having video breakup when I get too close to him. Now, he's running an FR Sky t- telemetry transmitter receiver setup. So the plane is putting out single. And as I would get closer, I'd start getting video dropout. Wow. Which is really annoying when you're trying to chase something, right? Yeah. So, uh, but mind you, we were, we were, you know, we were only like a couple hundred feet away from each other, uh, like from transmitter like myself standing to my quad right so uh, i think it's one of those things as you get further out you know the range and, and the the interference is less so working on a few things with that now i know you don't experience that because you got your crazy antenna set up yeah but even before i i had the antenna set up uh i never had any problems you know chasing airplanes or cl- close proximity to um you know, flying, you know, getting um, air-to-air shots. I've never, you know, and even at flight, that was one of my big things at Flight Fest this year, flying. I thought for sure I would have all kinds of video problems with that many planes in the air. And really, besides that one day on Saturday when everybody was having all kinds of issues, I had no problems whatsoever, you know, with with video or anything. All I can think of is interesting. Yeah, so all I can think of is the proximity to uh, to to myself and the location because I've never had an issue when I'm far out. I had an issue one weekend, but that there was one guy with a um, uh, a full long range setup for for uh, you know FPV flying, and we're just wondering if I, I just figured he was blasting the area. Um, so I'm you know it's something I'm going to watch for uh, long term. Yeah, I will do an upgrade on the remote. I'm going to try a few little other things, and I've been tweaking the antennas as I fly just to see what works better as well so uh-huh. it's just one of those getting used to the kit um i think there are probably some subtle differences between the in the light bridge between the p3 and p4 but mm. i'm not sure so yeah um we'll have to see if i get my if um one of the guys uh at the field said he's he's put a pre-order in for the mavic so oh. we'll have to see how that uh that works out yeah so i'll be able to really see that my issue with the mavic is i i could just see myself uh, you know getting that thing full of snow every time i land it so hmm. um that'll be interesting that'll be one of the things that we can discuss further on and you know is, is winter flying with these things so yeah uh, it's just you know it it is one of those things where it's just going to be another another experience, you know, pushing on, you know. So do a little bit of everything, learn a bit of everything, get some other, some ex. I'll be able to get some different shots while I'm, you know, doing reviews and and plane profiles and so on. And you you definitely figured out real quick, obviously, and I, I know I've told you before about it is chasing airplanes is not easy, and I probably have. <laughs> no. <laughs> lots, I mean, lots and lots and lots of footage of chasing airplanes where probably, I mean, a lot of it's good, but like 60, 70, 80% of it, you can't really do anything with it. Yeah, it's still cool and everything, but to get that oh. close, tight shot is really tough. And I, yeah. you figured that out fast, didn't you? 
Well, obviously the next step uh, for, for this hardware, um, I've got plenty of battery power. I've got plenty of SD cards and everything. So the next big purchase will be an HDMI setup of some sort. So I will get the module and eventually I'll look into a set of goggles. I figure I'll be able to pick up a set of like head plays for cheap once they roll out V2. Yeah. Um, you know. With everybody upgrading diversity and stuff like that. So I am, I, I'm happy I got my Fat Shark goggles. In the in hindsight, I'm kind of kicking myself because if I had gone with my initial plan of getting the Dominators, mm-hmm. I would have a headset that was HDMI. But uh, you know, back in May and July of this year, a yeah. Phantom wasn't on the radar. I think right. it was. I was quite opposed to purchasing yeah. one, uh, just because I I really you know. But I came home yesterday, and even after flying, I mean, I I cracked up like three airplanes yesterday. So I'm Ooh. like, okay, do I even fly the Phantom? And I'm like, yeah, yeah let's go. You know, I was on. <laughs> It's all minor stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I I dented up uh, the 3D plane. I, I will, we'll talk about those later. But it was just I came home and I was happy and I was talking to other people about it and like you know what now I I need to push out beyond my little flying area and mm-hmm. go and explore other parts of yes. the of the you know, area. You know I'm in a you know once we get out of the little urban environment it's very rural very farm lots of farmland so mm-hmm. the you know m- my shot options are, are kind of limited but I kind of want to go along the Ottawa River and just scoot along there and just you know see what I can find you know there's got to be a couple of neat places where I can just fly around nice and clean and you know just get some little nug shot nuggets and even if it's just more forestry and can and canopy kind of footage who cares it's just going to be something different to do and i can just push myself as a uh, you know as a cinematographer and you know it, it was, there were people like you guys were, were you were pretty proactive in it eric Monroe was like look you know actually eric and even even austin they said of all the people that we know who could use yeah. one of these things and and use it for its capacity you know, they were like, like, you'll enjoy this. You'll you'll use it for something special. Right. And and I don't know, maybe it's going to play into my career in the future. You know, like, uh, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go to that next level yeah. and just, you know, become better at what I do. Who knows? So I guess, yeah, big thank you to, to Gary for uh, striking up a good conversation with me. So, um, and yeah, I was happy to buy it local. That made me really happy as well. So I had a good chat with the guys with, from Great Hobbies and we just talked about it because they had flown the p3 demo and um and really enjoyed that aircraft so it was neat to talk to them about different shots so and uh you know i'll look at some some i think i'm probably gonna look at some filters for for the winter just to deal with the snow because obviously mm-hmm. you know after december till like april you're gonna see white and then yeah. from april to may you'll see brown and then eventually right. in june you'll see green <laughs> right right <laughs> The colors of, of all the seasons. Right. Hey, I want to uh, – I mean, we went over the whole Maverick thing and, and everything on the last podcast. But I, I just want to yeah. say, Andre, and not saying that I am going to get a Maverick, but after yesterday, and I'll it? talk about it in a second, I, I'm the, – the more I see the Maverick, the more I video I watch, the more, like, I really want one. <laughs> and it's not to say that I have any issues with my P3. I love it. But, all right, let's take yesterday, for example. I get up early, beautiful morning, uh, clear sky, frost all over the ground. Um, I head out to one of my favorite little spots. It's got a nice little pond. It's got the uh, the fog coming off the pond. The sun's coming up. And it... And, the thing is, it's kind of a little hike out there. And, of course, I have my backpack for my Phantom 3. Now, before the Mavic came out, 
you know, what we have with the, the P3 or the P4 is like the, the best thing out there. I mean, and if you think about the technology of what we can do, we're still stuffing this thing in a backpack. We're still able to go out and, and capture yeah. these shots. It's, it's amazing. And you think, you know, it can't get no better than this. And then, of course, the Mavic comes out. And it's this little thing, basically, you could put in a in your pocket. So as I'm trekking out all the way out to this little spot here, you know, it was well, I had to park a ways away because they had some stuff going on. So it was probably about uh, half a mile, three quarters of a mile of a hike. So I get out there, and I was like, man, this, you know, after a while, this this P3 in the backpack with everything in it was starting to get a little heavy, you know. And, of course, then I get there. I got to take everything out, set it all up, put the props on, do my little DJI dance. Yeah. And shoot, like, honestly, in the one spot, probably maybe two minutes worth of real real video. Break it down, take the props back off, put it back in the backpack, trek over to another spot, pull it back out, put the props back on, set everything back up, and go for another, you know, two or three minute shot. And yesterday, it just hit me like, you know what, you could have this Mavic in just this little satchel or anything, you know, whatever... uh, it's all ready to go. You you hike out to your spot. You pull it out. The props are already on. You unfold the arms. You, it's got the small controller. And even though I, I was griping last time about, you know, and that's still one of my things I don't like is, you know, it doesn't have the um, the HDMI port and you can only really fly it off of your smartphone, yep. which is a smaller screen. I love flying it off the, the mini iPad. It's the perfect size. Yep. But even for what I was doing yep. yesterday, it, it would just be so convenient just to pull that thing out. And even a lot of times, like yep. uh, sometimes we'll get up on a weekend on a Saturday and we'll just go out hiking and sometimes i take the p3 with me and a lot of times i don't just because you know you throw that thing on you're out hiking around with a family and you want to maybe get some shots or just whatever and you got to pull the thing out undo it but it it is kind of a pain in the butt so you know with the mavic you just pull that thing out turn it on and you're ready to go so yesterday man i was like oh dude i i i I yeah. can see where this thing is super Mavic beneficial. 2. Yeah, Mavic Two. Yeah. yeah, so Mavic I don't know. Two. Yeah, they're going to address all those things. Yeah, they might. exactly. They um, might. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, I bought my when I got my P3 it was end of September, middle of September, I should say. Um, so that's actually pretty good. We kept this hush hush for almost a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With those little those little shots, those little little tweak shots. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of was like, do I, would it, would it, and, and in the end, yeah, exactly that. I just said, you know, this is, the P4 is perfect for me. The Mavic is cool, and I'm sure we're going to, you know, everybody, when, once we see it, we'll be, we'll be quite gaga over it just due to the size and the versatility of it. But, I, yeah, I could see myself sweating pretty good after carrying the uh, the P4, especially with, like, you know, the, the battery packs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's. I, I I see it. Watch a lot of videos. Some some of the guys will just take a couple batteries with them and just no big backpack or whatever, and just strap just the P you know the P three or the P four right to the back. Four into the back, yeah, yeah, and just go. But I'm like, I can't do uh-uh, that. Thing. No way. Yeah, forget, get, I'd no get way. caught on a I tree. Love, rip I, I, I care. Off. I care for it. I yeah. Can't, yeah. No way. No. Nope. 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 Yeah. Nope. So. I, I've spent far too much money to, to just you know manhandle it. Yeah, you know, and we laugh at 
uh, you know, Casey statement. Oh, it's a piece of equipment. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's yeah. more than that. It's too important. I don't, I don't throw my stuff around. You right. know. Yeah. You know, inter- nope. I'm not in- making that kind of dough. Yeah. And there was an interesting point. I actually watched um, Alex and Austin do the uh, the regular review on it. And yeah. Austin was saying, and I've I've had this a few times too with the uh, the light bridge on the video part. I've never ever 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 had a problem with the uh, the the radio, the two point four radio part. But on video, you, I no. have I have had glitches as as you've noticed. You've already had some glitches. Um, different yeah. things seem to affect it. Nothing major. Either you know, kind of glitches out or gets kind of spotty. Either go up a little higher, or move a little, or whatever. But I've never had a major yeah. problem, and it was just interesting to me now with the the new system they have on the Mavic that uh, Austin pointed out. He says they haven't had any type of glitch or anything yet with it. I mean, of course, they've only been flying it for Weird. about a week and a half or something, but just yep. something in that little bit of new technology, um, you know, yeah. that, that that's not it's not doing that. So that yeah. that was that's really promising, I think for. I, I know I know when I fired mine up one day at the field when it, it was a really active FPV day, mm-hmm. uh, it fired up and warned me right away that there was a lot of interference in this oh, area. Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. we've we've got cell towers, we've got mm-hmm. the school. So I mean there's all kinds of variables that affect it. So one day I hope to get out to another spot. But when I've been flying on my own, no issue. But I've had issues like I said when I'm chasing other people's when I'm chasing other aircraft who are kicking off uh, data and stuff like that. So. Like I said, keep working on it and everything. Um, what's really interesting when I watched and going back to the to the Mavic is when I watched the test it one, uh, the review. The guy said it was a software solution for whatever you know whatever they did or however they did it. It was it wasn't it was less about the hardware. So hmm. who knows what they've come up with? Well, they they cook something up, but uh, I'm still looking forward to doing the whole goggle HDMI thing. I know I found the feature on the menu that let me do the grid. Um, which I was going to try and do, but when I took off, it wasn't set, so I just left it alone. But I'll have to go through the menus. And it's one of those things, yeah, each flight you go through, you start as as someone new with it, you start figuring out the, the different settings and where you want it and, you know, tweak it. So I still got to get a shade for that thing for sure. Yes. Um, it's not, it's not, well, it, it isn't too bad, but, you know, you're still trying to, you're still squinting away at the display. So if I can't find something, I'll make something. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just not sure because I, I run the case on my iPad. So I'm like, oh, is this going to cause a problem? So I have to figure all that out. And I don't like the suction cup thingy. <laughs> just, oh, that's just yeah. weird. Yeah, so, right. Well, yeah. All right, moving on. So, we'll get yes, off, so we'll get off the... Uh... Look, exactly. <laughs> Um, wagon. Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot lately, but it's it's hard not to. And if anybody that has one, they they understand. Uh, new products. Let's. We haven't talked about any of this stuff that's been out lately. That's coming soon or whatever. It's been a while, and there's been a mm-hmm. ton of stuff coming out that's either out already or coming out, and we just haven't had a chance to talk with about it. Um, yep. One thing I think we'll start with is. For some reason, it could be the whole uh, FPV, mini quad, race scene or whatever, but see if you agree, anybody listening out there, like there was a stretch of time where we didn't hardly see any kind of wings. Like you had, you know, like maybe your crash <laughs> test hobby wings and 
um, your right wings, I'm trying to think, uh, your swifts, stuff like that, you know, all EPP type stuff. And your wings are great. I mean, they're fantastic. They're so much fun to fly. You don't have to worry about beating them into the ground. They're just a blast. But here recently with the the racing and the FPV kind of exploding, it seems like a lot of these manufacturers now are starting to bring out more wings, which is good. It's exciting. Uh, so one thing I wanted to start with, and kind of surprising a little bit, but Horizon Man has been pumping out these wings. And the one they first brought out, uh, it's pretty good size. It's called the FPV Mana. Uh, they have a bind and fly basic. And what it is, it's a, it's a, actually a large wing. It's 43 inches, uh, about 25 ounces in weight or 720 grams, uh, 19.5 inches in length. It's got a 2221 1800 kV motor. Um, let's see, 35 amp speed controller. It runs on a 1500 milliamp four cell. So you notice how everything now, then this bigger stuff, everything's going to four cell now. I think why they call it the mana, if you see the picture of it, it looks like a mana ray, like with the, the nose and everything. The cool thing about it is, is you can put dual cameras in it. It's set up, you know, basically set up for FPV. You can uh, race it. And the thing that was interesting to me is um, I think they went into collaboration uh, with Fat Shark. Uh, I believe it had, let me see if I see it in here. Um High-resolution 700 TV line CMOS camera with a wide-angle lens. has a long-range, here we go, long-range immersion 600 milliwatt 5.8 gigahertz video transmitter installed. has their AS3X technology, safe select technology for optional flight uh, envelope, bind and fly, obviously. Uh, let's see. Fully integrated FPV electronics we said 1800 kV motor. Uh, the bind and fly comes with a 636 receiver. Uh, also, this is unusual for Ryzen 2. It has a dependable Castle Creations Talon 35, um, yeah, 35 ESC for three or four cell, <clears throat> excuse me, three or four cell LiPo setups. They're durable Z foam material with carbon fiber reinforcement. Uh, they put digital high-speed spectrum mini metal gear servos in it, removable hatches, and also has the space for either your GoPro Hero 3 or 4 in the nose so you can capture your your video. So what do you think of that, Andre? It's a big wing. <laughs> it's a big wing. I just uh, It's ugly as sin. <laughs> it is kind of ugly. I agree with you there. I'm sorry to say it, but it... it it's got the i get the you know the shape and name and the rather than a lot of a lot of the the menu a lot of the wings will use um that um uh, polyga oh no core ply to uh create the little struts around the you know from the from the blunt nose section out to the wings to protect mm-hmm. the the your your cargo area well they've gone with some foam uh you know bolstered up the foam which kind of i guess adds a little it, it acts like a landing skid but it does so that's where the name comes from for the manta ray because it just looks like two big eyeballs like the manta ray um you know sea creature if that's the right word you want right. to use right. um but I, you know they've had them flying at the at the events and stuff i don't know if you can fly at uh the race leagues uh with a uh, stabilizer 
So uh, I'm not sure if you can ever use it as a race wing. Uh, I think I I remember someone mentioning that to me because I was going to put, when I was putting together one of my um, my wings and I said I had a vector and it said, oh, you're not supposed to use a vector or anything like that as a flight controller. Wow. I didn't know that. uh, So I, you know, well, I mean, it's all about the pilot, right? So, um, but I mean, it's, you know, it is, it's a beefy looking design. It looks like they put some work into it and, you know, put a decent motor. The fact that they've, you know, looked beyond 3S is commendable as long as you, you know, make sure you've got the power distribution going to all your FPV equipment so you don't smoke anything. Yeah. Um, you know, there you go. There's a wing to go. Uh, how crashworthy is it? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a question. I mean kind of like your standard EPP wing it's made out of their Z foam which I, I think overall yeah. for initial you know flying characteristics characteristics and everything I think might be a little better now crash worthiness would be you know that's I guess yeah. remains to be seen and I think too and, and you this, know like good I was just going to say like the thing with a wing is you have to expect your leading edges on landing are going to take a little heat. They're going to get a little banged up. So most of them are EPP uh, with, with a laminate over top of it. And that makes stuff super strong. Right. So I, I don't know. Um, well, I guess the only thing with Z-Foam I have is probably that, that um, the Pawnee if I'm correct. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like, but that, that wing outside of, you know, the occasional tips scrapes and everything like that, it doesn't take any, you know, hits on landings and, you know, so I, I don't know how, how, you know, durable the product is over, over a long life, but, mm-hmm. and price tag. Yeah, it's a little pricey, 419 but I guess for what you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting the camera and the whole FPV setup, plus you're getting the wing. I and mean, it's basically ready to fly That's true. That's out of true. the box. It's not that bad. And, it, and it's got quality stuff. Again, it's. I, I think originally this Immersion RC had this product, and then I don't know if they just went in collaboration with Horizon and said, hey, take this and let's let's get this going and, you know, get it out there. Um, because it does have all immersion uh, gear inside of it. Now, the crazy thing about this, and it's a big wing, is they're claiming that on 4-cell that this thing uh, can run up to about 90 miles an hour, man. That's cruising. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's the FPV Manta. It is pretty cool. I mean, I I agree with you. It's kind of funky looking. And maybe Horizon thought that too. I don't know. Yeah. Because what they did a little bit later is they brought out another wing, and it's called the Theory Type <laughs> WFPV wing. And it's quite a bit smaller and a little bit cheaper. It's running about two ninety nine for the, the bind and fly basic. And let's see, I get some specs yeah. for you. It's quite a bit smaller. It's only six seven hundred and sixty millimeters. Wingspan, flying weight's only 480 grams, 9-gram Metal Gear servos. Uh, Let's see, 5 minutes flying time, trying to find the battery specs on this one. Let's see. Um, Safe technology, uh, this has a 200-milliwatt 5.8 video transmitter, 650 TV line CCD FPV camera, as the AR6366 six-channel sport receiver, brushless power system. Again, this little wing they're claiming is 90 miles an hour. Uh, it does have removable wings for easy transport, uh, toolless motor mount, durable Z foam with carbon fiber reinforcement, uh, digital high-speed spectrum. Yeah. Gear. yeah. 
So again, it's just basically a smaller forest thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Yep. It's you know what? It's three S. Yep. Uh, you know what? It's basically it's a production version. You know, I'd say it's a production version of the Arrow. I mean, yes. it's a, you know sub eight hundred millimeter wing. You yep. know, and it's got a little. It's got a multi rotor motor pa- power plant and everything. So yeah, um, I, I like you know. this one better though. You know, it's smaller, uh, lighter. Still runs on the four. And the four cell thirteen hundreds are like the, the price is coming down. You can get them everywhere. And it just it would be something you know, like you said, arrow. You know, you just throw a battery in and just crank it around and just have a lot of fun with it. My my biggest concern with something like this is that pla- I know how hard I fly my arrow. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, that plastic that plastic dome would probably I don't know what it's made of. Hopefully it's uh, you know, it's a uh, hopefully it's a pliable material because I think that would break very easily. I suspect mm-hmm. otherwise. It does I mean, come kind of it, interesting to see this thing go. Yeah, it does come with uh, different hatches. You get one with a speed hatch, and then you also get an HD hatch if you have like a Legend or a Mobius style camera, so you can switch. You know, if you want to record some video. Yeah. Um, it's this one's really kind of built for racing too. It comes with a bunch of decals, so you can change them. You know, even if you set up your own course in your backyard yeah. or your own course where you guys fly, and you just want to have some fun with them. Uh, and it does have a 30-amp uh, BL Heli ESC. Yeah, this one looks cool. I, I like this one. Yeah. You know what? I bet I bet the material is probably the same stuff that they use on the uh, the multi-rotors. The, uh, it's like your bl- the blade nano cover and stuff like that. I'm wondering if it's like that. Hmm. It should have a little bit of impact resistance to it. But, yeah, it's neat. It's neat to see that, you know, that manufacturers are paying attention. Uh, yeah to to what the trends are you know that's that's just you know it's commendable to see that they're, they're they're putting out stuff um you know it'd be kind of interesting to see how the 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 flight controls respond and so on and mm-hmm. you know if there's if there's much with the as3x getting in the way <laughs> yeah um so let's jump they, over real quick i think we covered pretty much everything on that let's uh since we're on the wing bandwagon here let's just jump over real quick to uh hobby king because just recently They've come out kind of with their own, and it's called the Explorer B FPV Flying Wing, and it's a 10, 10 20-millimeter wing with motor, ESC, and servos. Uh, and it's it's kind of on the platform, I think, of the Manta. It kind of looks like that. It's got the big, wide front nose to be you know put multiple cameras yeah. in. Uh, EPO construction, large battery hatch, smooth flight envelope, and it's you know obviously designed for your, you can put your GoPro or your action camera in there. Um, it's, what's included? You get the Explorer B, one twenty-eight millimeter brushless out, uh, outrunner motor, twelve fifty kV, one thirty amp electric speed controller, nine gram servos, hardware package, nine by five propeller. And this runs, they're claiming between a 26 or a 36 milliamp three cell. So this is not four cell equipped. This is uh, just three cell. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a little But slower. you can buy it. Uh, well, you can get the kit. There's also a kit one without the uh, ESC in that. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. You yep. can go for us if you so desire. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for something that doesn't have all the you know, the gear, if you have all your gear, you know, and you're just looking for something to put it in, this, this would be more up your alley and it's only like 119 bucks. So, yeah. 
So anything else for? I think that's about it for the wings. Well, uh, you've got the high, the flight test one, the, the spear, which I I oh, haven't yeah. even looked at. Why I've looked at. Yeah, spears come out. So hold on here. Yeah, flight let's talk test. About Calling that off my computer. New. All right. And it's very new. It looks very neat. So basically, the spear is a combination of uh, the oh, – there it is there. Thank you, flight test. Uh, basically, you're looking at the combination of the blunt nose versa, so the center section off the B and the blunt nose versa, the cargo mm-hmm. pod, which they've gone and completely redesigned and changed the spar up and everything and really beefed up how well beefy that section is. And they use the – the wing profile from the arrow. So they've done some minor tweaks to that. And, you know, you're basically looking at a fairly robust aircraft that you can throw some, a lot of kit into. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the stuff they've done. They've done some pretty neat, you know, revisions with it and everything. So I'd like to get my hands on it because I know my blunt nose is showing its age. And I kind of went and I threw some lights into it. And I think I made it way too heavy. So we'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, the center core looks pretty pretty cool is it a race wing i don't know i don't know how um i've never tried to put a flight test wing through like a race weekend i don't i mean i've I've, my arrow has stood up phenomenally since i've started flying that thing and that's the white foam and Mm -hmm. i know the brown foam has got a little bit more resistance to it it's a little bit you know it's got a little bit more density to it so but right. uh, yeah, that one looks really cool. I'm uh, I'm hoping I'll get my hands on it and build it and try and fly one over the winter. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's it for wings. Well, yeah. outside of my projects, I've got <laughs> I've got two of those wings that, that I've started up building. Those are the two from Sweet Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the, those. Okay, so the Juggernaut is going to be my big 3S cruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one I picked up in May when I was down to visiting you guys. Um, okay, and that's yeah. a 48-inch wing. Yep. So that's that's a pretty beefy one. I'm going to run that on 3S, uh, 3S4000s, and that's going to have the vector flight controller and some decent FPV behind it. So that'll be a nice cruising aircraft. Um, and then the Finch, which I got uh, last month, is the 37-inch. Uh, that is the race wing, and that thing will have a 4S power plant to it, and, and it should go. It should really, really haul the mail. <laughs> so, And that's the wing that ro- – won uh one of the rounds for the uh national drone championship oh, in montreal so nice so it's you know it's you know they the the couple the, the 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 faster wings seem to be within that size you know the 36 to 38 inch wing size so mm-hmm. that should be pretty interesting so so far the builds have been pretty good um Basically, a little bit of sanding. Use some Gorilla Glue to uh, to put them together. So now today's mission, once because uh, uh, the weather's not so great, so I'll sit down and I'll start sanding off those things and getting them all set up. And then I got to start laying in the spars. So I'm kind of building the two of them together. That way, it's like okay, do the same steps and repeat. Do the same steps and repeat. Um, and then we'll paint them up. And then those are EPP foam. And like I said, you will put some laminate over top of them, and they'll be really strong. So it should be pretty interesting to see how they fly over the winter. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention before. Now, the, most of the products we've been talking about now, they're already out. Like some of them are new, but they're out. You can go get them now. But a couple of the other things I wanted to mention uh, that are already out is Horizon's been kind of going back into their stock and um, not claiming that they're new, but they're putting in um, their uh, AS3X receivers and a lot of their older planes. So what they did is they brought back the Icon 
everything I've seen and read about it, it's exactly like the older icon that was dis- discontinued, but they just put the uh, S3X receiver in it and uh, brought it back out. The other thing they did, too, that I was actually a little surprised about this is um, they redid the Sukhoi a little bit. They have a Generation 2 out, and I got to give yes. a little bit of credit for it. Is there was there was a few things we didn't like about some of the settings in there, and they they just kind of I think listened to their their customers and people that were flying them, and they just brought it back out, new paint scheme, and they just redid the settings on it uh, with the uh, you know uh, panic recovery and their I'm trying to remember what the other settings were on there, but you can you can actually turn the um, the AS3X off now on the on the new plane, I believe. Uh, let me read through yes. here real quick. Uh, it actually looks exactly the same. Uh, looking through it and looking at the specs and everything, it just um, yeah, they just changed the uh, settings on the AS3X. Still has a panic recovery mode and everything like that on it. Uh, so that's with the new Sukhoi. Uh, yeah, let's I've. See. I've... Go ahead. I've been tempted. Honestly, I've been tempted to try um, that airplane and even the uh, the Pawnee with a different receiver just to see how they fly from my own, you know, just from mm-hmm. my own, you know, analysis, just to see, you know, if, if I can fly them better, if I'm more comfortable with them. Um, but it's nice that they're doing that. Actually, I'm on this. I'm on the site now looking at the transmitter USB cable. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I think you have to use that with a specific receiver, if I'm if I remember correctly. So, yeah, they even say in their uh, little description here, it says the generation two replicates the outstanding original uh, with improved technology that gives pilots the flexibility of fine tuning the AS3X system to their liking. Uh, you know, like I said, still has the panic recovery mode of safe technology. Uh, which you can change during the binding process. So really, they're just they're updating everything. Everything that you know that people were kind of complaining about on yeah. the older planes, they're just you know updating it and making it a little bit better. Um, let's see. Oh, they brought back the ultra micro uh, little 3D planes. This one is the ultra micro Yak uh, 54 3D, and they've had some variations of of these through the years. I'm not sure if they were yaks. I actually had one. I used to fly the daylights around in the yard, and it went into the pool several times. But it's just a little uh, ultra-micro 3D plane. It only weighs 36 grams. Uh, and again, they're just putting all their new features on it. Uh, heading hold and uh, roll axis for a locked-in field. It's got the AS3X hover assist mode. Uh, alternate modes like knife edge assist mode, heading hold for roll, yaw, pitch, you know, makes it easier for like knife edge, torque roll assist mode for aggressive heading hold settings for yaw and pitch. Uh, it's ready to fly out of the box, still uses their little 150 milliamp uh, battery, side force generators. Uh, it's only 16.9 inches. Uh, this was a fun little plane. I don't. I don't even know if I still have it anymore. I finally beat it to death. You know, it had enough crashes on it. Had an, enough glue in it that it, it finally got to the point where it wasn't flying very well. But it was a lot of fun in the summer, in the evenings, around the yard. Oh man, I had a good time with that thing. So they kind of brought that back with some new features, which is cool. I'm. I'm glad they brought that thing back. Uh, I think that's about it for stuff that's out. Uh, let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's just jump into some of the stuff that's coming soon. 
And there isn't a whole lot of stuff, but there's a few things I, I thought was kind of interesting. First thing I wanted to talk about, since it's one of my favorite things, is FMS has been bringing out some cool new planes, and they finally brought out a new Beaver. Man, this thing is huge. <laughs> Did you see the pictures of this thing? Yeah, and the pictures don't really do the scale, I don't think. 2,000 no. millimeters? That's yeah, huge. yeah. Uh, uh scale uh replica beaver just like kind of like the ones we fly that Wayne and I have from Fly Zone beautiful looking air. the only thing I don't like about this plane though is black why would you put black on a foam it is usually nothing but trouble when you have black painted on foam in the heat but <laughs> other than that uh that's a really good point yeah i i've had Several planes either had some kind of you know black hatch or black part of the paint. Where even in the car uh, in the summertime, it, you well you know yeah. Andre, you had the same problem with your uh, what was it the um, FT or not, the EFX yeah the EFX racer. It doesn't take a whole lot of heat to yeah. uh, bubble up that foam, and you know with a big beaver that's uh, two thousand millimeters and it's got black all over it, you definitely don't want that thing sitting in your car or anywhere. Even outside in the sun, it, it would bubble up pretty quick, I guarantee it. So it's uh, 329 here U.S. Estimated time of arrival is the 8th of November. So that'll be out. I'll tell you what, though. That would be just in time around here to put some skis on it and get that baby out flying. Yep. The other thing they're bringing detachable at, wings with the uh, with the yeah, connectors, so that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, you'd almost have to uh, with something that big yeah, for I that think. size. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit in the car, right? Uh, so if anybody's looking for a big beaver, go check that one out. They're also bringing out uh, a new P forty seven Razorback. Now they've kind of upped it a little bit. Now they've gone into the fifteen hundred millimeter size, and just typical FMS uh, loaded with. All kinds of stuff, you know, uh, the prop, four-bladed prop, the guns, the detail, uh, the landing, everything on it, uh, as far as FMS is concerned, it's their typical, very detailed Warbird. And it'd be interesting to see why they're, you know, they seem to be going up a little bit from the 14 to the 15. Maybe it's better flying characteristics, maybe, I'm guessing. You know, when you start adding all that weight and and scale detail and everything that the flying characteristics go down the tube. But, uh, I've sent it numerous times. If you're looking for good flying detailed warbirds, even, even their smaller ones are, they're 1200 millimeters and up, you know, 1400, 1500, they even have, believe have some 1700 millimeters out, uh, for a good price. You can't beat FMS. They're, they're really good. Let's see. They're also bringing out a, this one's a little unusual. It's called a Yak 130, and it's a 70-millimeter jet. And I don't know if FMS has too many jets out there, really. And it's yeah, pretty cool-looking plane. Uh, all red. Pretty detailed. Come on, Internet. Let's go. Pretty detailed um, jet. I don't have a lot of information on it here on this page as far as specs. Uh, but it's pretty cool-looking. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Fly Zone. Hey, Fly Zone brought out a new glider. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't. Where is this one? I'm looking for it. Uh, should be in the coming soon page. It's called the Rapid Performance Glider EP Receiver Ready. And it almost kind of looks, a, let's read through here, it almost looks a little bit like a warm liner. 
Uh, says it excels at everyday soaring and extreme aerobatics. Carbon and fiberglass reinforcements make it extremely rigid uh, to handle high speeds. If you're an intermediate glider pilot who's ready to cut loose, the Rapid is right for you. Uh, aerosol foam re- reinforced with carbon and fiberglass. Two-piece foam wing. Uh, let's see, brushless motor, 950 kV, 40 amp ESC, two ail- it's got aileron, rudder, and elevator. This is, uh, it is receiver ready. Flies on a three cell, 2200. 60 inch wingspan. Uh, 2.75 pounds. Uh, also has flaps. If you want to put flaps in there, uh, let's see. You got to get the linkage kit and their micro servos. Of course, you got to add your uh, Y harness and all that. So it has the option to have flaps. So this really is kind of like a, a warm liner. Um, I would say kind of like the Excalibur, but it's going to be a little slower because it looks like it's only set up for three cell. And that's going for pre-order. 219 bucks due the 25th of uh, this month. I don't like the color scheme. It's purple. Hmm. I don't like things that are purple. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being picky. Let's see. Oh, Horizon's got a couple new Ultra Micros out. And I was actually pretty shocked to see these. I, I didn't think, you know, this in the in their typical Ultra Micro scheme, I wasn't really ready for these. The first one they brought out, and it's beautiful looking i watched some videos on it i was checking it out um is the cessna 182 i don't know if you've seen this or looked at andre but it really is good looking let's see here yeah no i've saw that someone asked me about that one and i was like do you want a trice as a first plane i'm like do you want a tricycle gear um so that was a good question there it is cessna you know, I actually like the tricycle gear, like, you know, starting out with the apprentice. The thing I like about the tricycle gear, especially like starting out, is you don't have the nose overs. So if you got a decent... Okay, plane, that's true. You know, if you got it... And again, they're all kind of specific. Like this plane, obviously, you're not going to pull the gear off and you're not going to belly land this and, and you got to have some kind of type of runway for this. But it, it's just something that, you know, you don't see very often. It definitely is different. And here's the thing with with ultra micros and everybody that's listening to this and you know you go back in the time machine a little bit when these ultra micros first came out I'm trying to remember I think it was their first version of the J3 Cub this thing came out and it just everybody went nuts over it including me it's like oh my gosh look at the size of this little plane this is unbelievable we can fly it indoors we can fly around our yard you know it's they had the cheap brushless motors on it with the little 100 uh, milliamp batteries on it. The crazy thing with them, even though we were all excited and and they were still fun at that time, they flew like crap. I mean, they literally, like, it it was hard to keep in the air, basically. And we didn't care at that point. Just like we were talking about earlier with, you know, the Phantom, and now they got the Maverick, you know, the Phantom was the crap, now the Maverick's out, and it's like all small and compact, and we didn't think it was going to get any better. And, you know, these these Ultra Micros just keep getting better and better and better. But I have to give props to Horizon. They finally figured out now, you know, with these, they're, they're making them a little bit bigger. They're not quite as small as they used to be back in the day, which is fine. 
You still, you know, fly around your yard. Doesn't have to have a big area. Um, but they figured out, you know, to make them a little bit bigger and, and now put the brushless motor systems in them and run with a real, you know, like a two cell battery. To me, this makes all the difference in the world. I mean, I don't know if you've experienced any of the, the newer stuff with the two cell Andre, but it's night and day. Like I have their new J3 Cub and from what we used to fly to the new one, it's there's no comparison whatsoever. No, I haven't. I haven't stepped. I haven't tried any of the newer stuff. And it was funny. I was I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and you know I haven't flown any of the ultra micros in a while because yeah, the one S's after a while they just they lose their power. Yes. They just they don't like the cold. Right. So these poor ultra micros are just they're kind of like their wall art at this point because it's like unless I'm in the mood to deal with the battery issue and it's like especially like the P40 uh, the ultra micro P you take off and it goes you know like land and then you just do that over and over and over again so the 2S the non brushless motors you know or sorry the yeah the non brush setups um, I think is the way to go so. you know, it looks neat. I, I did want to, yeah, I had wanted to try your, uh, your J3 and we just, it just didn't work out for us. Um, but yeah, then, you know, if you're going to buy those, you got to, okay, fine. I got to get a couple more 2S, you know, little, yeah. little packs and it just goes on from there. It snowballs. Right. So, but, uh, it, it looks like they're, they're, they're getting into their stride now with the 2S. I think we yeah. said that last time and we we're all like, yay, get yeah. away from those brushless motors. Yeah. Cause I've got a friend who's got the B17 and he mm. says he loves it. He's got a little micro B17, but he says it's so underpowered. So mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely have so, uh, something, you know, figured this stuff out a little bit as far as size and, and power and, you know, and even then yeah. back in the day, like you could barely like get a loop going, you know, you're like, Oh, come on, come on. Yes. And, and like you yeah. said, yeah. after the first minute or two and then little one cells start to die out, you're like, you were really limited on what you could do. So I'll take the little bit bigger yeah. size with, you know, having better, better flight characteristics and longer flight times. Um, so the Cessna is its 25-inch wingspan, 4.6-ounce weight. Like I said, brushless 180 uh, motor, and it will run on anything, I think, from a 200 to a 280 milliamp two-cell LiPo battery. And it's cool. They're getting better with their details, and I think the quality, you know, overall quality looks and everything is, is getting better. So what I want to definitely bring up now, because it just got released, it's not out yet. And again, this really kind of shocked me a little bit that they could come out with something uh, this small, good, uh, looks like good quality and detail and uh, watching the videos, the flight performance looks great, is Horizon brought out an ultra micro A10. And I I think you were the first one to send me the link because uh, you like the A10s. And you were seemed pretty excited about this. So what what do you think of it? I I like everything but the color. To be honest, I mm-hmm. a, a little a little gray ultra micro UMX airplane. Uh, w- what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now this looks neat though. Um, this does. I'm kind of curious. It's got a t yeah two S four fifty size and twin twin thirteen fifty kV motors. I'm like thirteen five hundred k. I mean, that thing must just scream. Yeah, I watched the videos. Millimeter. Of it. Yeah, yeah. It, 
it was impressive. Like uh, they were just doing loop after loop after loop. The the actual speed of it looked impressive. The the slow flying characteristics. I was really shocked. You know, I figured something like this small, this scale, tw- twin. You know, EDS, this thing, you're just going to have to kind of crank this around at speed, which most people probably are anyway. I mean, that's kind of what you're going to do with this thing. But actually, I was shocked at how slow this thing, you know, especially when you pull the gear off, which I probably would do, pull the gear off, just belly land the thing. Uh, it, it was impressive. Yeah. And the other thing, too, you know, now you're running, they're getting to the bigger batteries, like you said, anywhere from a 450 to an 800 milliamp battery. Uh, they're they're claiming five to seven minutes now on an eight hundred. That's man, that's some good flying time. Now you're yeah. you know you're getting into flying yep. like a, a normal size, a bigger you know eleven hundred, twelve hundred millimeter warbird. You know time wise. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, you know what? Uh, I have a whole whack of two S five hundred Zippy compacts. You know, like maybe maybe this is something I will look into. Uh, or any of the other more updated, you know, uh, brushed uh, brushless motors uh, setups, because you know those batteries are sitting there doing nothing, and that does, you know, twin EDF. Eh? Hmm. Yeah. I don't have any EDF planes. I've 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 not had a lot of success with EDF planes. So, <laughs> and you know, it's you know what, and it's the the batteries located in a nice logical spot mm-hmm. under the canopy. Uh, so you don't have that whole belly land, you know, belly insert or, or you know, that was the other thing we didn't like about the 1S's because sometimes you, you you never could quite get the CG just the way you liked it. So, yeah, hmm. I'm with you. Hmm. The only, yeah. The only thing I, I'm not real crazy about, like you said, is the paint scheme. But other than that, I mean, as far as, you know, like I said, five to seven yeah. minutes uh, flying time, uh, functional dual rudders. Uh, you can do knife edge flight with it, which I think they did in their video. Um, no tricky stall characteristics, no temperamental slow speed behaviors, which I thought for sure something like this would have. Of course, they put their AS3X uh, technology in it. So, and that, if anything, on these ultra micros, like I know you said, you're you, obviously you're not a big fan of AS3X. I like it, but in these ultra micros, you it, it you almost have to have it to have a good experience, in my personal opinion. Unless you're out flying in zero wind. I mean, I flew a ton of them before they had it. You know, and if it's there's no wind, it's a late evening, early morning, they're great. But if even so, you want to go out and fly when it's, you know, five or seven miles an hour, and you can still fly one without it, but it's just not as fun. You know, with the AS3X, it just smooths everything out. You don't have the wind effects or the, you know, the turbulence, and they just seem to fly like they're they're way bigger, you know. Uh, the trim scheme that they picked, uh, they said it's uh, inspired by the rare flipper camouflage that appeared on some a10s in the early 90s um, but it's um, great scale detail clear canopy and it has a pilot figure which is great anything warbird or whatever it's got to have a pilot figure <laughs> nose canyon canyon yeah nose cannon detail molded panel lines um, looks great it's got a wide stance landing gear steerable uh, nose wheel which again like most are ultra micros with gear you can pull it right off and you know with just a few seconds and just belly land it this is a nice looking yeah. ultra micro i really like it you know yeah this this you know yeah like i said i've got the i those 15 batteries just sitting there because i was using them in some other flight test planes i used to fly around um yeah this 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 plane is perfect for those packs because they're all like 35 c's so hmm, hmm yeah some little edf fun right 
I like it. I so look into that. Look into out, that for yeah, sure. Check out the Ultra Micro A10. Give them some props on that. I, I wasn't expecting anything like that to come out. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, it, it, we've talked about this a hundred <laughs> times. You know, Horizon's really kind of changing their Warbird lineup, moving things around, doing different things. You know, going from the 1100, now everything seems to be, you know, they just came out. Well, I shouldn't say they came out. They kind of redid their older P47. It was still an 1100 millimeter, but they brought it back with way more scale details than the original one I have. It looks, you know, it's basically the same airplane. And, you know, we talked to Matt before about some of this. You know, they did it with the Corsair too, is where, the, the the original design flies so good that they really couldn't make something or get something new out that was better. So they took their original design and just added more scale detail and, you know, look better and different paint scheme, put the four bladed prop and, and such and such. And that's what they did to their, their newer P 47 in the hundred millimeter range. But everything seems to be shifting over to the 1200 miller millimeter range and i know a while back they they sent out this big survey you know what do you like the 1100 do you like the 1200 blah 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 and of course we talked about that and we had our thoughts about it i personally like the 1100 a little bit better and i think it you know again could be all on flying characteristics too when you're when you're adding the scale detail and adding the guns and everything to it and the landing gear and whatever the 1200 millimeter maybe just flies better you know what I mean? But then you're coming down to still horizons on that three cell thing, you know, where everything, you know, I'd still like to see that option three cell or four cell, you know? Uh, but anyway, so their new P 47, and I'm so glad they brought this back is they got a new P 47, 12, uh, 1.2 meter razorback that just come out. And here we'll get the specs here. My internet is killing me today. Um, and again, I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, a lot of these new Warbirds, to me, looks like they're built by FMS. I mean, they, they have the FMS-like look and, and detail from you know their previous planes. It really looks like they're maybe they're in collaboration with them. Again, we, we've speculated about this before. I'm not 100% sure, but they sure look like FMS models to me. Uh, let's see. We got uh, wingspan is 47. 0.25 inches or 1200 millimeters flying weight it, this is a beast here this thing weighs 55.5 ounces uh 15 size brushless motor 880 kv uh 2200 now the cool thing about i i also kind of notice on these new 1200 millimeters is is the older planes 2200 milliamp battery was about as much as you could stuff in there without it really, you know, you could maybe carve out a little foam, get maybe like a 2600 in there, but then you're kind of pushing the, the, the weight issue and the flying performance. Now with these 1200s, a lot of them, you can fit a 3000 milliamp battery in there, which makes kind of the difference in, you know, as far as flying time and everything. 15 size motor, they put the scale four bladed prop, uh, 40 amp ESC. Uh, they're also putting these safe select features in all their new planes. You know, if you want the limited pinch, pitch and bank angles, automatic self-leveling, uh, you can assign them to a switch. So, so like we said earlier, basically everything's they're switching everything over to the, the AS3X and the safe select mode. But yeah. I'm so glad they brought the Razor back. And if anybody way, knows way back in the day, man, it's probably been... I want to say maybe 10 years, 
couldn't even be more, is Horizon had a P-47 Razorback that was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, the thing was, back then, it was uh, the old school, like, EP, EPO foam. It was really bad. You know, it's kind of beer cooler foam. It was terrible. Thing looked great until you had some hanger rash on it, or if you had some bad landings, and then it just kind of fell apart. And they discontinued that plane for years. And we kept we kept saying, man, bring back a Razorback. Bring it back. And they, they haven't done it for a long time, so I'm really excited to see that you know, they finally brought one back. And if you really look at the pictures, Andre, and I'm sure you're looking at them now or whatever, the details on this plane oh, are yeah. really good. Like right down to the, you know, the caps on the wheels, the tire tread, the the fake looking struts. I mean, they're really bringing the details uh, into these new Warbirds, which, you know, I got to applaud them on that because they were always, you know, a little bit limited. Um so I think they're stepping up their game and they're catching up with uh, everybody else. So what do you think? Yeah, but would, well, would you if you if you had to pick up a new P forty seven? Well, you still have a P forty seven, don't do. you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, would you pick between the Thunderbolt or the Razorback? You know. Uh that's a good question. I would probably mm-hmm. go with the the. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not 100% sure. Thing with the yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. You got me there. <laughs> I uh I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about the 1200 because I've got the uh, the FW190 is a 1200 millimeter. Uh, and that is a big plane. When it you is stack bigger. it beside, when you, when you sit, and I've seen the the Spitfire, the E Flight mm-hmm. Spitfire, which is the twelve hundred. Yeah. And when you sit it beside eleven hundred millimeter Spitfire, you're like, it's not. It, everything is just bigger. The fuselage, oh, yeah. it's just a bigger aircraft. And I like the Elevens because they're you can fit them in mm-hmm. the car. Your hangar rash, in theory, is a little less, but yeah. I don't know, and I and and like you said, I enjoy being able to run 4S. Um, not that I'm pushing the speed, but yeah. I enjoy having the power on demand to recover. Right. So yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. Call it does there. look gorgeous, though. It, it does is beautiful. Look gorgeous. Beautiful. I just don't know. Um, I don't know how I'm going to react to it, it, how, <laughs> based on my recent re- experiences with silver airplanes, I don't know if I would be able to fly it. So. Well, I mean, you got to think. I find silver. I find the silver is hard to track. I know, but you got to think about, look at 90% of the warbirds. If they're not brown, if they're not silver, I don't think really I've had a warbird. I don't care if the wingtips are yellow or the tail's yellow or whatever, even with my old Mustang uh, that's, you know, green with a yellow tail. When you get, you know, flying them when they're, you know, kind of fast and far out or whatever is they're all hard to see. I don't care what the color scheme is. You know, you get that profile and you just got to really trust your instincts on them and just go for it. I, I honestly haven't seen one that you could really see or track well all the time. You know, and they're not a really big, but, it's not like you got a radiant. You know what I mean? No, no, but... Uh, I had no issues with the Corsair. I had no issues with the P-40. I had no issues with the Spitfire. The P-51 Mustang, the uh, the Fearsome Frankie in the silver and brown mm. with a little bit of green, yellow on it was terrifyingly hard really? to see. Really? That, that, that brown and silver. Oh, I just, 
I didn't. Okay, well, one, the plane was underpowered, so it was probably going to stall the entire time, but I couldn't track it. I was having all kinds of issues trying to figure out if I was upright or not. You know, it was just crazy, but I had no issues with the green or the blue. Um, but that silver color, it just looked all black to me in the sky, and I couldn't tell you what it was doing. So huh. I'm actually going to splash a little bit of color on that Mustang very soon. I've got a can of yellow. I'm going to paint the tail up yellow and just I'm going to go incremental and just, you know, I'll bring out the power and uh, to a 4S and go and just step through. But for me, it's the silver. I, I was I was actually impressed that I was able to track the two green airplanes really nicely. So uh, and then I haven't flown the, the blue gray uh, FW190 yet, but I figured after a year of flying even more, uh, I'll probably a little bit more comfortable with that airframe air, airframe because it's a little bigger to look at. And, yeah. and I'll throw some yellow onto that one as well on the leading edges. The biggest problem I had with that one, I think, was on final when you're coming in for approaches. It would just kind of blend with the background. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I, I think everybody's color keys are different, but sure. I just found that, and it's not the first time I've experienced that terrifying feeling with the Mustang, you know. Yeah. The, you know, so I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna, th- I got a paint, I got a can of rattle paint, and I'm gonna paint that son of a gun. Yeah. So I can tell you, my race wings are gonna be like this bright green and black. <laughs> so yeah, it'll and stand out. That's one thing I always liked about the P47. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, with uh, the big jug is a they called it it's it has a big profile and i never had a really a big problem following it or tracking it in the air what whatever the color is because yeah. you, you have that profile and it's kind of same thing with the corsair with the big gall wing you could yes. always kind of tell where that yeah. plane was if it was going away from you or coming at you or in the turn you always had that profile and had the gall wing now one of the worst planes i i, I had trouble tracking um, and I love the plane. I still kind of wish we had it. it was a uh, f- quite a few years ago. Horizon had the the BF one hundred and nine, beautiful looking airplane. One of the worst. Um, the paint scheme was beautiful. It was one of the worst to see in the air. But that profile of that BF one hundred and nine in the air with that paint scheme, I lost that plane more than I could ever want to imagine. I've cr- I crashed it a couple times because I lost orientation on it. That for me, that was one of the worst planes. And I would think. With the Spitfire, with their kind of small uh, profile and the way the wings are, you don't have any trouble with the Spitfire at all? No, no. It, it was That's what surprised me. It took off, and I flew it. I ran a couple packs through it, and I was I was really content with flying it, I, you know. Um, and you, you would think I would have been terrified, but no, that was fine. Even the, even the P-40 was, was no issue, and, you know, that plane had its own, you know, for me, had its own history, in it, and I was very apprehensive about it, but it flew fine. I had no issue, but it's like I said, that that Mustang, that Mustang was on the, uh, I've had it at the other end of the field, like, uh, you know, across the field, so within a couple hundred meters of me, and I'm looking at it going, what is this thing doing? And so it's just that color. It just, you know, the, the gray and the brown, like I said, ju- it just turns all black, and you're kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing with this thing. So definitely got to fix that. Otherwise, that airplane will uh, that airplane will, will get sold off because <laughs> I'm not going to fly something that terrifies me. Oh, speaking of warbirds, yeah. I'm still on my warbird run. Oh, you uh, are? Yesterday, I tried to fly the... I tried to fly the Hobby Zone Corsair, and it was way underpowered on that 10-inch prop. It didn't make it. Oh, really? <laughs> the prop didn't make it anyhow. Yeah. I, I tossed the thing. I tossed the thing, and it didn't go anywhere. 
So I'm like, okay, I have to uh, get a new prop. So I actually cracked that one of my trusty uh, Master Air Screw props finally did it in. So I think what I'll do is I know Great Hobbies has got the 9-inch, which is bored out to fit that um, – uh, to fit the 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 width of the the spinner, mm-hmm. so I know they've got one or two in stock. So I'll probably swing by later on this week and drop a few bucks and get get those props because that'll work just fine on the with the uh, 480 motor that you passed me. So, but it was just like, yep, yeah, nope. Uh, I gave it a good I gave her a good football toss and it just kind of went. Oh wow! Right, battery wasn't enough, so I'll up. Well, I was just running the Zippy Compact in there, so I'll throw one of my uh, my higher rated C packs in. And uh, throw another prop on there, or just slap that 11-inch prop that they were running initially. So, mm-hmm. um, and just to get it in the air. So then, you know, another check in the box, and then, then I just have to fly the FW190, and I've done it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I've been having fun. It's uh, you know, next year I'll fly them more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, I just want to fly. I want to fly all the warbirds this year. So, but I'm running out of time. I know, man. <laughs> it's going. It's changing quick. Real quick. Okay, last on our list, and I'm sure everybody uh, in the yes. hobby industry has heard about this. Uh, Horizon was made a huge ordeal about this. I mean, it was going on for probably at least a week that I know of. You know, we got this major product coming out, it's the greatest thing in our 30-year history, and I was, kept thinking, what What are they doing? You know, I'm like, how... how I don't know. I think it was a little overplayed. Uh, I don't. I don't know. So anyway, what they brought out is it's called the Convergence VTOL Bind and Fly Basic. And you know, after watching all their videos and everything, they really did throw out a lot of hints. That, like they had the one little video where the guys were walking to the field. One of them had a quadcopter. The other one had a Delta Ray. And if you kind of look and and you merge the <laughs> two together, you know they were they were good. And what they were doing, but was it worthy of all that marketing media? Eh, eh, I don't know, man. What do you think? I'm not sure. Uh, no, <laughs> best thing you've done in 30 years. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it's a neat idea, cute, fun, yay, but mm, I don't and know. Here's I the don't thing. Know. You know, anybody knows Peter that was, you know, been, was at flight test for a couple <laughs> years or he's been around the, the hobby industry for a long time. Peter has been doing this for a long time. I mean, it's pretty well known. It's a pretty easy thing to do, you know. Um, so to kind of market it the way they did, I was, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's, you know, I think even Peter made a comment on their Instagram page. So. Yep, he did. Hey. It's got a camera in the belly. Yeah, it does. Uh, huh. All right, let's let's get into the specs a little bit. We'll talk about it, and I'd love to hear everybody else. If you if you're listening to the show, shoot me yeah whatever Twitter or email me. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Like I'm on the. It's a cool idea. I like it. I'd be really intrigued to fly it to see you know how much fun it is. Um, but if you haven't seen it, like I said, it's kind of a. It looks kind of like the Delta Ray type. Or, or even maybe like the the striker, and it's um, got three motors on it. Uh, the one in the back is in between the tail, and it just sits, uh, you know, upright. It's stationary, and then the two, it's got twin engines out front that uh, actually move up and down for the transition from VTOL to regular flying. 
So 25.6 inch wingspan, uh, 1.7 pounds or 771 grams. They, the main motors are 2210-1450 kVs. Uh, the tail is a 2730-1550 kV. Six-channel DSMX, DSM2. Uh, oh, it's got DMX, DSMX transmitter. Three-cell 2200, uh, so which is good because everybody has those. Uh, multi-rotor versatility with a sport plane ad- uh, agility is designed by Mike McConville. Exclusive flight control software makes it incredibly easy to fly. Has uh, stability and acro modes, wide performance envelope, brushless motors, outstanding speed. Now, if you one thing I will say, if you watch the video, I was surprised at how fast the thing is. It is it looks pretty fast. It's got some performance on it. Um, super simple transmitter setup. No complex uh, programming. It is FPV ready with a camera and video transmitter mounting station. So I don't think it actually has a camera, but if you do look at it in the bottom, it's got uh, room to put a small camera in there. Uh, Let's see. It has automated transition. Again, they show it in the video. It's kind of neat. Supposedly, it's just a flip of a switch. So you start out in multi-rater mode. Um, you, you get it up off the ground, you hit a switch, it transforms into uh, airplane flight mode, and away it goes. Uh, the flight controller will smoothly rotate uh, the two wing-mounted motors, and they just slowly drop down. S- seems like it spools up on its own. Uh, let's see. Stability mode. In multi-rotor flight Stability mode, limit pitch and bank angles um, when you release the sticks, allows you to take off and land like a pro. Even, even if you've never flown a multi-rotor in airplane, uh, in multi-motor, um, in airplane flight mode, uh, limited pitch and bank angles automatically return the wings to level when the sticks are released. Stability mode uh, automatically engages during the transition between multi-rotor and airplane flight mode. It seamlessly maintains self-leveling and angle bank limits from one phase of flight to the other, making it the easiest RCV stole experience anywhere. That's uh, your stability mode. Acro mode. No limits on bank angle, no self-leveling. During multimotor flight, the model will behave just like a conventional multi-rotor and pitches and banks in whatever direction you want it to fly. It can flip and roll just like a multi-rotor, which in their video they did show that. It was pretty cool. And air fl- Airplane flight mode, acro mode lets you perform a wide range of aerobatic maneuvers. Uh, because of the forward thrust of the two brushless motors working for you, there's plenty of speed and power to spare, even if you use the differential thrust of the motors to perform unique spinning and tumbling maneuvers. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, I thought it was uh, kind of cool. It's definitely different. Uh, let's see, $249 is a price. That's not too bad. That's kind of on par with their their yeah. pricing of everything else. And like I said, twenty two hundred three cell. I was trying to see they don't put it out there, but I'm guessing with three motors on a twenty two hundred, I I don't think the flight times are going to be super long. I'm not no. sure. No, no, no. Try you know try copter time, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Speaking of try, it, it has uh, it has Bell style motors with grub screws. Yeah, I seen that. So, 
DT seven fifty uh, shades <laughs> of my tricopter falling out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, one of the photos they've got a zip tie around the bell, around the grub screw. That's that that is a good safe thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's neat. Um, would I spend two hundred fifty bucks on it? No, I wouldn't. But it it looks like a it looks neat. But I, uh, you know, I, I can I can land an airplane or I can fly a multi rotor. So mm-hmm. I yeah, I guess you know if someone wa- is looking for that trend that that it's a niche market i guess um it you know it obviously is gonna be fast i mean i'm sure it's a riot to fly but sure. what i spend 250 bucks versus you know would you buy this or a warbird or, or something mm-hmm. else you know or mm-hmm. a wing or something I, I don't know obviously you know if they brought it out they feel that the market's there for them sure. so sure you know and i guess um, one I thing love that, to try one yeah absolutely me too you know that's one thing I guess I'll admit when we go out flying is a lot of times I'm like, okay, am I bringing the airplane stuff or am I going to bring the multi-rotor stuff? I mean, sometimes we bring both, but so here, you know, you you do have a little bit of both and I think it would be fun FPV if you think about it, you know, and if you got some, you know, and they even kind of talk about it in their video, you got some, you know, no good runway or whatever, you know, you can set this thing right up, take off like a multi-rotor transition to, um, uh, airplane mode, and you know you're basically kind of like flying an FPV wing. Uh, so I, that's kind of cool. I kind of like it. And you know, if you got a tight spot and you yeah. transition back to multi rotor, multi rotor mode, and you want to fly in and around some trees, or so I don't know. I think FPV. This thing could be quite a bit of fun, honestly. You know, and it's I, set I, up to put it, your, your looking camera at it. In. It's almost yeah. It's almost too bad that they didn't like go full on military theme with this thing. It looks like a it looks like a fighter jet with, you know, just just some nice markings on it, but they could have like done like a a full on, you know, fighter jet look to it or like the Osprey or something just to mm-hmm. have a little bit more fun with the look. Mhm. I think then ah, it'd be neat to try. I yeah. I never Go ahead. No, I I I think maybe I could be wrong. You you mean just maybe color scheme or something cuz I'm thinking design wise that you know with the Delta wing and the way they got the, um, the setup, they needed something that was going to be, you know, kind of stable, uh, in, uh, multi-rotor mode, I'm guessing. And then of course, then when you transition into airplane mode, you still got to have some kind of design that's going to fly well, uh, slow down good. Um, you know, and that Delta wing, like even like the striker I have, that thing is, it, it's a lot of fun to fly. It slows down. Great. You, you Delta Wing's a good platform. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're just hard yeah. to beat as far as performance-wise. So I kind of see yeah, where they, they wanted, were. Yeah, they needed something Yeah, for the transition period, right. for the transition. So I, it, there's that Canada Air one that uh that that's out as well and i've seen that one mm-hmm. and yeah the transitions are the sketchy period and i never got to try like uh any of peter's designs where where the motors went but i think he used four motors if i remember correctly so because yeah. two isn't enough and obviously right. that's why they've got the third motor in the back to help do the tricopter thing but still neat yeah really needs to be kind of interesting to see what the controller looks like and stuff but um yeah I, you know, I, I wouldn't personally buy one, but I'd love to try one. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> just to, just to bang it around. Actually, it's probably one of those things, like you said, you know, you're going, well, I got a tight spot today, but I still want to fly. So yeah. you can, you know, ta- take off and, and, you know, 
just yeah, goof around, have some fun, throw a bigger pack into it, and just bomb around. So it would be interesting. I don't see any photos of where the um, – they don't have any photos of the FPV equipment on no, the bay. But, so no, they just, just got the camera where yeah. the camera sit, sits. Yeah. Uh, I was trying yeah. to see. Uh, now I guess all they have is the um, – Models designed to accommodate several of the most popular FPV camera systems. There's a camera bay under the nose and a place to mount the video transmitter in the rear of the aircraft. So that's kind of cool. Both locations are easy to access, so installation takes a few minutes. Uh, Recommended, well, of course, they got their recommended equipment. Um, They're, of course, only claiming a 25 milliwatt. I'd be interested to see how big the bay is, but with today's transmitters, I'm sure you could even fit a small 600 milliwatt in there. No problem. Yeah, I, I, I want to try it for sure. Uh, and like you said, I, it'd be cool if you're flying area. If you you know you got a big open and you're cranking around your airplanes, and then there's a whole other section of trees, man. You're flying FPV and you just like boom, you go into um, multi rotor mode. Now you're you're cruising in and around the trees. That I like that idea because you know even like at Wayne's, remember you were trying to fly your uh, was it the Mini Arrow. And out in the open part, you were you were doing pretty yes. good. But then when we come in and around the trees, you're like, eh, it was it was a little tight in there, you know. It was a pretty pretty challenging. Yeah, I still made it through sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. actually, you know, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see. Um, the test would be to see how fast the thing could transition. You know, like, are mm-hmm. you just bombing along, or do you have to slow down? Like, at what rate can you just flick modes and transition right on over to hover? You know. Yeah. And in the, be kind of neat, but in, in the videos when they're transitioning from multi to airplane mode, like it, it looks like you know in the software, it's everything's kind of on its own. But and I'd be curious to see on your throttle settings, like how's that? You know, is it like in a hover? You know, you're you're already at half stick. So then when the transition goes, you could you could actually seem like hear that hear it spool up. So if you in the video when it go transitions over, it takes off pretty quick, like it. It goes, so it looks like you're going to have to have a little room for the uh, the transition. The other thing I didn't see, I was a little curious, and I guess it's not maybe it's not built that way, so you're not going to do it. But I, I was curious to see if you could actually land it in airplane mode, like if you know if you didn't want to switch back into uh, multi rotor mode or your battery's getting low and you had to bring it in, if you could just you know land it in airplane mode. And I, I'm not sure if you could do that. If, you know the props yeah, are too yeah. low. I don't know. That was one of my um, uh, things I was wondering. They look low because in one of the shots, in one of the shots, uh, I suspect you would want to land this thing in upright mode mm-hmm. because those props are too long. They're yeah, you'd end up having prop strikes. So it's probably designed to be landed in multi rotor mode. Yeah. So. Interesting though, like I said, anybody listening to this or have seen it or whatever, I'm I'm curious of your thoughts and what you think of it. Um, yeah, I was reading some of the comments on there when they did the little live feed there, and you know, it seemed to be fifty fifty. People are like, yeah, whatever, and fifty percent was like, hey man, this is pretty cool. I'm excited. So we'll have to wait and yeah. see. Pretty cool. Uh, I've always wanted to try one of uh, one of Peter's conversion kits and see how that went, but. This looks neat. Uh, you know, the mechanism actually looks pretty simple. Just two control arms and, and the uh, – I just wonder, you know, 
uh, you know, between the servos. It's always been my thing. I think that's always been the challenge when we're doing one of these things is building the mechanism so when they transition, one, they transition evenly, and two, they get into position correctly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you have anything that's a little bit off, that's got to really mess with the geometry of the multi-rotor mode. Yeah, and, and you know, surprising when Peter, for, well, we, we actually talked to Peter quite a bit before he was even part of Flight Test because, you know, he was at all the events and everything. And, you know, when I first talked to Peter about the VTOL and everything, I was actually shocked at how easy it, you know, really kind of was to set up, you know, with his motors and the uh, the board that he was using. I, uh, I think at the time he was just using yeah. a KK2 board. Um, it was surprisingly yep. easy, uh, you know, I'm kind of shocked actually that there wasn't more VTOL stuff out there really you know knowing how you know some of these guys are with uh, the knowledge and you know with the technology out there especially now with everything that there isn't more out there but hey you know props to Horizon being I guess kind of the first company well not the first because Hobby Kings had some stuff out there too but I guess one of the first real commercially you know out of the box easy setup you know ready to go VTOLs out there, I guess you could say. So we'll, keep, we'll definitely keep our tabs on this thing and see see where it goes for sure. I don't know. Exactly. What is, you know, is this is just, is this something they've been working on for a while? And is it something that they, yeah. they've got plans to expand based on market demand? So yeah. that's, I guess that's, we'll let the market lead. Yeah, and we're still, I know I've told you guys a hundred times, we're still working on getting Matt, Andrin on so we can talk more about uh, this our schedules haven't been quite lining up he's been off doing you know different events and was up at Oshkosh and he was down at I think Triple Tree so we're just waiting for our schedules you know us to open up and get him on so definitely would pick his brain on this thing a little bit more uh, you know what who, whose idea was it and how long it wasn't I'd be curious to know how long in the development you know this thing was I'm get I I bet quite a while so, well, uh, I think that's it for most of the new products. I think we covered everything I've seen or heard about lately. Um, yep. If there's anything out there you guys want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, we I just kind of scroll through our, uh, RC forums and um, uh, different things and, you know, pick things out. Again, we don't always cover everything. We just kind of find stuff that uh, sparks our interest. You know, of course, there's always new multi-rotor stuff coming out with, you know, frames and everything. And sometimes that stuff, uh, it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on on that end. So unless it kind of catches my eye. Um, but again, whatever. If there's something out there you guys want to see or whatever, send me a link. Uh, uh, we'd love to talk about anything, really. Uh, let us know. But other than that, I think we're about uh, we're done. We're caught up with everything. Uh, we're still waiting on Mike. Uh, as far as I know, he hasn't got his deer yet, so he's probably out in his deer stand actually this morning. Uh, so I don't know. Go find him, Chris. Yeah, so until Mike gets his deer, he's going to be out of commission for a little while. Uh, baseball's finally over, Andre, so we can maybe even get back to some Saturdays. Uh, yep. We actually went down went down the Wayne's last weekend. I haven't seen or talked to Wayne for quite a while, so I went down there on a Saturday, and we were actually going to do some flying, but, man, it, was, it wasn't like you have those days where, you know, it was gusting – Again, it's an Ohio thing. I don't know how it is up there in Ottawa, but like in Ohio, we get 
gust. It's not like we get a 10 mile an hour or a 12 mile an hour steady wind. Like it gusts from four to 16, you know, eight to 20. There's nothing steady. So uh, I took some yeah. stuff down and we were going to fly uh, a Sunday afternoon. Actually, we were going to get some footage. Took the Phantom down. I had the Radiant XL and he's got the Tundra and stuff. Cause I, I want to film some more of the Tundra and I actually got the, t- my Tundra on floats and we want to film some of that stuff. But we talked about we were a little on the fence, like, and you now you know Andre and understand like when it's gusty and you're trying to film, you know the the wind doesn't affect the phantom, like it just goes, it holds its position, it there's no problem there. But for an airplane with the gust, or one minute you know you're doing ten miles an hour, the next minute you're doing thirty miles an hour, you know doing air to air filming in the in gusty conditions is horrible. So we kind of talked it over a little bit and finally like, you know what, it just it, it's probably not even worth, you know, wasting the time to to try to get anything cuz it's it's so tough. But it was just good to catch up with yeah. Wayne. I have You know what? Go ahead. Yes. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Finish no, off with Wayne and I'll talk about something. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, I haven't uh, really got to talk to him here lately. We just, our schedules have been off, so now we got a little bit more free time. Of course, winter's rolling up on us, and, you know, we already talked about that. So, but hopefully uh, uh, <laughs> things will settle down. We can get, uh, you know, more things going here. Go ahead. Well, you were talking about tracking. So yesterday, um, there was, uh, they actually got a nice open time and i grabbed the arrow and i had like five 1300 millimeters uh millimeter (laughs) 1300 3s packs my dad had his arrow and i was out so i'd take off and i'd set up and he'd take off and i was trying to chase his arrow for all i was worth i don't think there's going to be a lot of footage because i would get on his tail we're talking the entire time i almost wish i had had the camera on the ground you know recording my audio as well um but I got some on board. But it was funny because he's flying the brown foam, and we'd roll over top of the field, and he would just disappear oh, because no it was kidding. brown, you know, field deep brown grass on the field. And I'm like, oh, you're gone. Oh, you cut out there for a second, Andre. Bad internet connection. <laughs> okay. right, back. Uh, bad, yeah. Bad now you are. Now you are. So I was. Always... Okay. Back. We're yep. back. So he, you know, he would he'd roll in over the field, over the brown field with his brown arrow, and I'm like, I lost him. And then we try and find each other again, and just you know, went on and on. So I'll, I'll edit a quick video, but it was just kind of fun. That is a that is a hard platform to try and shoot with. And of course, my arrow is faster than his, so I'd shoot past him, or I'd slow down and get really unstable. And it was just it was goofy fun, but. Uh, it was just neat to be able to fly five packs in a row on that airplane and just just bomb around. So it's good to have that one back. That's a brand new printed 3D printed design. Um, we're trying something different. This one was neat because the bottom it's got the 3D printing, so it glues onto the uh, to the foam. Mm-hmm. So the plane feels a lot more stable. Um, I had a riot, absolute riot, flying the multi RC shenanigans frame. That's a 150 mil frame. I'm slowly getting that thing to where I'm happy. I've still got to do a little bit more tweaking and tuning. I'm actually going to jump over to Beta Flight uh, versus Clean Flight, and that because I've been told that might just help me with a few of the little issues I'm having. But that was fun. Um, again, oh, very. I'm getting very close to that feeling, Chris. I had when I was flying um, the. Um, the alien at Chad Capper's place. Oh, no kidding. See, 
Like it's just you're up in the air and you're just kind of floating around mm-hmm. in your mode and you're like, this is neat and like I'm just kind of just I don't want to bring it down kind of thing and I'm just up in the air and I was trying to chase the arrow and once in a while I would see it because it's got a really tiny tiny little camera on board so mm-hmm. I'm like oh, this you know so that takes that takes a little work and I'll get there. I still have the other 250 mil frame or 210 uh, that I need to build up. And then the last piece, so two new pieces of equipment that have come in the last week. Um, everything I ordered, like back in September, finally started coming in. So I've got this little uh, from Banggood, this little Ishin, um, uh, tiny, 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 tiny little DVR recorder, and the footage doesn't look too bad at all, actually. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up one wiring harness that's going to be on the back of my FPV monitor with diversity that'll go into the recorder. And then I'm going to actually do an output, a power output and a video output off my FPV goggles so I can just slap the, the recorder onto the side of my goggles because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, like it's tiny. It's like, you know, um, and then I'll be able to actually have a recorder on my goggles as well if I want to. So it gives me some options. And then playback, I'll have a little harness that I could hook into the input of my video goggles if I want to look back at something. If I've gone down in some weird location, I need uh, backup video. Otherwise, I'll sit on the back of my device. Diversity mon- Effectively, I with that diversity monitor, this little DVR recorder, my ground station is now completely obsolete. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's and and I had a I had an extra gorilla stand, so I'm, I stuck it. I stuck the monitor on that in a little gri- gorilla tripod. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. So there's there's my there's my FPV ground station. You know, diversity antenna with an output and, and a recorder. You know, and it all runs off. Of, um, I put a little five volt U back on the back of the the uh, monitor so I can power the, uh, the 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 recorder, and so it's all really tiny. It's just really neat to see all the gear miniaturizing, you know, over time. So, so everything is slowly coming together. Of course, you know it'll be winter, and I won't be taking any of that stuff out. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. I, I'm gonna have to build a new winter quad to make Mike laugh. Hey, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, talk about, just because uh, we sat around and was talking about it the other day, but um, the the new Blade uh, induct- Inductrix FPV, the little micro one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's out and about. And, of course, you know, wintertime around here, uh, we flew our uh, little Nano QX FPV like, like crazy especially last winter we were all over the house and i have a regular inductrix that i bought actually bought it for my son and man that that thing really is it is so much fun to fly and and bang around in the house and it's you know actually a little smaller and of course now they have the fpv version out um but i don't know somebody has got to make something about that size with some brushless motors and a bigger battery. Like, you can't beat the Inductrix. You know, it's so small and compact and fun to fly, but you're still running on them stupid, you know, little one-cell. I think they're up to, like, 200 milliamp batteries. And, you know, now you add the, the little bit bigger motors and the FPV gear and everything. So you're still only getting, what, three, maybe four minutes at the most out of, out of that, I believe? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, you're still not. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm on the fence because you know they have the uh, what is it the 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 new um, man. I'm trying to think of what it is. I'm uh, Nano QX. Um, 
Let me see if I can find it. The Nano QS2 FPV. So they have that one out. You know, it's $159. Uh, it's it's a little bit better. You can put a 500 milliamp battery one cell in it now. And now you're getting six to eight minutes, which is way, way better than the original version. So my question is, what do I do? Do I, you know, spend the extra money and go for the Nano QX2 and go that route for FPV in and around the house, or what do I do, man? Or spend just spend the ninety nine and go with the, uh, you know, the FPV inductrix. I don't know what to do. What, what do you? What would you do? Um, it was funny because uh, I actually was talking to Alex after Flight Test put out their video, and Alex said it all depends on the. He says think of it more of your environment because he said um, the the blades were fun. The little sort of the, yeah, the yeah. little inductors were fun. But he says flight. He said flight test headquarters were just a tiny bit too big for the environment, so they could almost just get a lap or two, and then they'd have to come in and change batteries because you're still with the one S, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the 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 QX twos look cool, um, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, obviously, they're going to be a tiny bit bigger. So bigger, I wouldn't want to go any bigger than my than the blade uh, FPV as far as size in the house because you can't get into some of the tighter corners. And I want you know the, the larger blades. I want a little bit of protection. I think that's what I liked about the Inductrix is if you bumped into the wall yes. and everything, you're not going and you can actually stay in the air yes. a little bit better right and that thing looked like it could get through some really tiny corners so i wonder if you could just find i wonder if you could just find larger 1s packs you know like you know 1s 500 Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know big i wonder if you took two 1s batteries and strapped them to the bottom of it on a y hardest (laughs) yeah i I guess that would be the key um it's what you should do is rip the um see if you can have you modified your inductrix or you no, just left no, it the way it was. Yeah, I, I mean, we just fly it stock and, and you know, it, I think that the regular stock one on, you know, like a 200 milliamp, it's not, I couldn't tell you the exact time. I think it's a little bit better. But like I said, now you get the FPV one where they kind of, I think they made the motors a little bigger. And then, of course, you add all the extra weight. So your, your flying yeah. time just kind of dropped a little bit. Uh, but you know, if you could get something it's still, it, it's still, yeah, yeah, that size that flies that good and that much fun, you know, into this six to eight minute range. Oh man, I'll have to do some digging. Um, yeah, and see, I'm sure I, I still out have there. my other one. Uh huh. I still have my original blade. Uh, the the and I got motors that uh, TJ passed me when he when when I was at Flight Fest. So I'm, I'm tempted to put those on. And maybe I'll build a Y harness and see if I can strap two, you know, one S packs onto that thing and just give it a little bit extra endurance time. So just for the fun of it. Yeah. So something to play with over the winter, but you know, they're still fun. And it's funny because I'll go in phases where I won't touch that thing for weeks on end. And then, you know, we'll hit those minus 35 days where it's yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm not going outside. And then, yeah, they come, they come out and you start bombing around the house and then you start exploring the, the ranges and then you fly into a dark room and realize I'm yeah. stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and man, you know, the quality too, like they've upped everything to like a 25 milliwatt or even claiming the, the inductrix FPV. Like if you're outside, it'll go like a hundred yards, which I mean, that's a football field. That is, that's a long ways for that little thing. And so, you know, you get it in a house, even the yeah. old, um, 
uh, Nano QX FPV. I could fly around my whole house, basically no problem. Of course, I did have uh, diversity with a, <laughs> a patch. I don't know if it really helped indoors or not, but you know, from the videos I've seen, the the new setups they have on the, on everything, you have no problem going around like a big building or around the whole house, and you know the video quality's better. And oh man, I'm ex- I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, I mean, I don't want winter to hear to come but oh man the indoor flying but, is going to be fun yeah. yeah they're even you know what for for a hundred for 130 133 canadian Ooh. um Ooh. I, I might you know yeah yeah well whatever I hey know. man <laughs> it's it's canadian prices uh, they're not in stock in ottawa right now but you never mm. know one day i may just you know I'll throw it. I'll throw it. It's a good Christmas. Hey, it's a fantastic stocking stuffer, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm terrible. I'm right. terrible. Um, you know, that's. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know there are, and there are alternatives out there actually too. If you start, this is where it's really neat. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of this craze, the tiny whoop craze, yes. really started. You know, people really started pushing, and you can get the brushless. Um, uh, you know, microcontroller boards and all this stuff. So, you know, you maybe mm-hmm. have to build your own little tiny one. Maybe maybe we got to talk to David about doing the micro baby uh, mini uh, yeah. tricopter <laughs> right. on 2S. Oh, how cool would that be <laughs> to have like this ultra micro baby indoor tricopter? Oh, man. Yeah, well, let's uh, have to talk to him about that. See, what, Maybe next time we have him on, we'll uh, throw it and see what he says. He'd be like, hmm. <laughs> That would be the ultimate. Probably already has it built. Yeah, probably. No, I don't think. Right, Usually that's he fills me in on what he's working on. I haven't heard any inclination of uh, of that. But, oh, man, that, that would be sweet. And, and you know, with I, and motors, I, I've been asked better... before. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I've been asked before if I've touched any of those those projects. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'm not even looking at that stuff till winter. You know, right. I'm, I'm so focused on trying to get a few things done with with the remaining, you know, yeah. you know, and if it's if if, the, if everything plays out like last year, uh, it won't be till after Christmas that we're dealing with skis. If I've got to put skis on my airplane airplanes uh, before Christmas, you know, it's going to be a long winter. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and I, I got to wonder. Uh, when the when the t- the tiny whoop thing came out and it blew up all over, if Horizon was probably I'm sure when the Dectrix come out and they're like, you know what, this would be an awesome FPV platforms. We got to start working on this. And then the tiny whoop come out and they're probably just like, no, <laughs> you know, we're already working on that. Yeah, no, 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 no kidding. Oh yeah, man, yeah. I they were just like ah. well, that, that's that that did surprise me and i wonder if it was one of those things where they were like okay you know when they build the product do they say okay like we've got the blade fpv and then we brought out the inductrix 2 you know and stuff like that i i wonder if they go okay we can't release the version next product until we pushed all these out, right. out of out of factory and out through the market and all right. this stuff right because i mean wouldn't as a supplier, I'd be like, wait a minute, you just released this one and now you're telling me it's obsolete because you brought this guy out? So, yeah, I wonder if it was one of those, you know. But you would think that, okay, we're going to develop the – I mean because the Blade came out and I'm not sure how quickly afterwards the FPV version came out. Right. Um, but you would have thought that the Inductrix and then the – yeah, and I guess, yeah, they just kind of had to react to the market. It makes sense because there are people that go, that is so cool. But 
I don't want to solder. I don't want to do this and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you and I and, and Wayne and, and, and so on, we like it. You know, we have no problem building stuff and, the, you know, but there are definitely a market. They definitely know that their market said, uh, this is cool. And obviously they reacted. So right. it is neat. Uh, it may end up in the stocking or maybe I'm just going to go and, you know, look at uh, one of my other sources and say, I'm going to order that and just build it. And exactly that. I, I have little tiny frames and everything, but, you know, spinning three inch props and stuff like that. Like my, my 150 and I've got a smaller frame uh, that I still need to build up from um, uh, multi RC, but there's no way I could fly that upstairs in the house. Cause I would be taking out drywall. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I, I, I know how I, I know how I fly. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Just, so. uh, there we go, man. I don't you know. know. It's, yeah. Uh, I think it's coming. That, you know, seven, eight years ago when I fired up a blade helicopter in the house and it just destroyed everything, you know, and look into what we're doing now. It's, it's, you know, that as fast as this technology is going and what we're seeing, it's like, what, what the heck's going to happen in five more years? You know, it's oh, crazy. Man. Exactly. You know, five more years. It's going to be, yeah, we're going to be looking at our phone planes going, oh, these things are so, you know, yeah. The capacity is coming on. Actually, we were at the field the other day, and one guy FPV'd for almost an hour. He came oh in too soon gosh. because – two minutes too soon because his display was running out of power. Oh and he's like, gosh. oh, no. And he landed. He says, oh – and he says, so how long was it up for? And we're like, 58 minutes, 30 seconds. He's like, a minute and a half. A minute and a half. I would have broke my own personal <laughs> record. So, but Wow. Imagine FPV for an hour. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool to watch. So, Technology. Unreal. I think we rambled on pretty good I here, I think buddy. so, man. We uh, I think we'll just wrap this thing up uh, coming up on two hours. And uh, I need a little bit more coffee, I think, honestly. But, man, that was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> we finally caught up on some of these new products that we've you know, been out for a while or just released. Um, so, yeah, good time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening. I still don't know why you guys just like to hear us rambling on. Uh kind of blows me away but thank you everyone for listening uh got some stuff coming up i promise you we got some people coming on uh for some guests uh here in the near future that we're going to interview i think it'll be good uh so and hopefully get wayne and mike back in the studio i haven't talked to them for a little while and uh trying to think if there's anything else mm-hmm. uh i think that's about it hopefully we get some pro i like to get some products newer products and do some more review stuff too uh, i miss doing that i know the weather's uh, gonna start yeah. crapping out but uh, even some of the smaller indoor stuff hopefully we can get our hands on on something you know that's that's the tough thing is uh getting our hands on newer products and you know getting the reviews out there uh if there's anything you guys want to hear talk yeah. about uh whatever Shoot me an email, chris at flighttest.com. Love to hear from you guys. Keep sending in the crash stories. Maybe on the next podcast, I get, I got a little small bundle of crash stories again. We'll throw those out there. Follow mm-hmm. us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, FT After Hours. Uh, thanks for everybody that follows me on Instagram. We're, we're climbing up there, man. I think we're well over 7,000 already, which is, blows me away. Nice. Uh, so we have a nice. good time with it. Yep. Uh, and uh, our new Facebook page. Uh, it's well, we put some stuff up there every now and then, but uh, we'll try to get some more <laughs> more things in there. We've just been busy, busy. So, all right. 
enough rambling on. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me, Andre. I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll be back here in a couple weeks. Ain't no problem. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. See ya. Excellent. See you guys.